Welcome to Left from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show was created with the intention of helping others to help and love themselves. You will hear me feature amazing souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. You may also hear me follow up with a guest I have hypnotized on an online edition of Love from the Hip, which is available on YouTube. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love. Love from the Hip. On February 23, 1910, a great northern passenger train traveling from Spokane was making its way through Stevens Pass. There was a horrific snowstorm with snow falling at a foot per hour. Without the proper equipment to help the train through, after pushing through the Cascade Tunnel, it was forced to stop at the small town of Wellington. A great northern fast mail train also came to a stop due to the heavy snow. The two trains waited out the storm side by side on the tracks, and because the town was too small to accommodate all of the passengers, they stayed and slept on the train. The trains remained stationary for days while the weather began to shift dramatically. On the 6th, 9th, March 1st, a lightning and thunderstorm broke, broke loose a 14-foot wall of snow which swept down the mountain directly on top of the two trains. Consequently, the trains were rolled 150 feet down from the tracks into the ravine. The sound of the avalanche rumbling and the trains crashing prompted the residents of Wellington to come running. Many of them were great northern employees, like Charles Andrews. Andrews witnessed the disaster as it was happening and called it white death. He described it as if the train cars were just snow-draped toys being picked up and swallowed, and then watched as they disappeared like what he called a broad white monster into the ravine below. The rescuers dug out 23 survivors. 96 souls, however, suffered an ill fate. 61 were railroad, railroad employees, and 35 were passengers. Out of those 35 passengers, eight of them were children. Bodies of the dead were transported on toboggans down the west side of the Cascades to trains that carried them to Everett and Seattle. Shortly thereafter, the town of Wellington changed its name to Ty to ease the fears of travelers who would forever associate Wellington with the great train disaster. In 1929, the opening of a new train tunnel caused the Cascade Tunnel, where this avalanche had occurred, to become abandoned. Subsequently, the small town of Tai was also deserted. To this day, you can still see this abandoned tunnel, as well as other remnants of the trains, including markers and even partial tracks. The area, however, has become home to a lot of paranormal activity. Many have reported hearing sounds, including screams and metal crashing, as well as sightings of passengers and railroad employees. Ghostly lanterns have also been said to appear at night searching through the forest, which are thought to be those of the rescue workers. The most disturbing sighting described is that of the ghostly train. It has been said that at the tunnel one can feel the rush of wind, see a bright light coming at them, and also hear phantom train sounds. Additionally, people have reported actually seeing the shambling mass of iron, broken and rusted, squealing by with a ghostly skeletal crew aboard. The location of what seemed to be the cursed town of Wellington and the worst avalanche in U.S. history is now called the Iron Goat Trail. Located right outside Leavenworth, it is considered to be one of the most haunted hikes in Washington state. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing real estate agent and the ghost broker, Beth Phillips-York, on my show. She will not only be sharing her own experiences with ghosts, but she will also be offering you tips on clearing energy and selling or buying a home. And later, we will open up the phone line so you can ask Beth her advice if you seem to think there is a ghost or some other energy in your home. So stick around after this quick break. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Love from the Hip, and that's H-Y-P. Today, I have the pleasure of having real estate agent and the ghost broker, 
Beth Phillips-York on my show. Thanks for being here today, Beth. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. So I want to get into what you do. But before I do, I wanted to first get your opinion. Why do you think paranormal activity tends to be present where there was trauma? Um, well, first we have to go back to that we have souls. Um, if you believe that we have souls, souls are energy. Energy is either good energy or bad energy. And if something traumatic happens like that, a sudden murder, um, things that are unexpected, something that's really negative, that negativity has a hard time crossing over when it's time to pass on to a new world. So that's, I think, probably the number one reason why people experience hauntings and haunted places where traumatic things have happened. Mm, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So why do you, I want to ask you, so how long have you been in real estate? Well, this is my 15th year in real estate in the Seattle East Side area. Um, I've been through it all, the ups and downs in the market. So I've sold homes when it was easy. I've sold homes when people were in bad situations in foreclosure, but yeah. still here selling homes. Okay. And why did you choose this profession? Well, interestingly, um, when I was little, I used to have dreams all the time about houses. So Victorian houses, lodges, mansions, little cottages, and every house seemed to de be a um, different energy or a different meaning to me when I had those dreams. And then um, growing up in Michigan, there were a lot of different architecture, a lot of Victorian mansions that were always intriguing for my sisters and I to try to explore. So I've, I've really loved just the architecture of homes. And then I got into uh, selling them and meeting the people. Uh, okay. So most realtors have to just worry about fresh baked cookies. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, for well. you, it <laughs> seems that you also have to worry or burn fresh sage. Oh, sometimes. So, yeah. So how did you become the ghost broker? Well, really, I was going along in my real estate career, and I kept having all of these um, different um, happenings happen. And a couple of my other real estate friends and I were talking just about um, different things that have happened in homes. And they're like, well, you should really start writing about these because you have a lot more experiences than most people. So I started a blog called thegostbroker.net. Uh, and that's where I just started slowly writing my stories about all the different experiences. And then it just seemed like they started coming to me, mm. um, different circumstances and ghosts just kept wanting me to know they were there. Okay. So tell me the first time that you saw a ghost. The very first time I saw a ghost, I was probably four years old. I was in Michigan. I was at home in my upper playroom. Um, there was a, a big open loft and an attic space there. And I was playing school teacher, I think. Um, and this little girl just stood right next to me. And she was probably my age. She was in a white dress, long blonde hair, big blue bow in her hair. And she just stood there staring at me like she wanted to play. Mm -hmm. And at four years old, I was like, um, okay, what, what is this? But because I had grown up in a Christian home and we had talked at church about angels and demons and those kind of things, I kind of thought she was an angel. Hmm. Okay. Wow. So did it freak you out at all? Not really. Um, like I said, I, I was kind of, um, I felt privileged to have an angel appear in front of me, at least when I was four. I'm thinking that's a, an angel. So I'm like, oh, great. I have, a, I have an angel to play with me and look over me and that sort of thing. But the the crazy thing about that, when I got older, growing up in that little farmhouse, my sister and I went to the library and did some research. And we found out that that little girl, she was four years old, and she was in a farming accident. And mm. she had died on that property. Oh, wow. So I'm pretty sure it was her. Yeah. She so, may be still an angel. but <laughs> Right, right. Was your sister able to see her as well? No. Okay. She lived in my room. She used to run through my room in little streaks in the middle of the night and run through my closet, and I'd hear my clothes going back and forth. Mm -hmm. So she was just kind of my, my buddy. Okay. Did you ever go through a period of time where you just shut it off, being able to see ghosts? Um, I don't know if I consciously shut it off. I think as I got older, I kind of forgot about it. Mm -hmm. um, but then going to college, um, later teenage years, oh, we can't go back to um, high school. My okay. senior, this is a good little story. Yeah. Um, one of the good stories, because people are always afraid of ghosts and, and angels and things. And I'm like, well, they're not always bad. I think, you know, people are afraid of them for no reason. Right. But when I was in high school, I was at a high school party, a um, bunch of kids having some cocktail drink, beer probably. Um, 
And my friend was getting into a convertible. And they're like, come with us to another party. Get in the back seat of our convertible. And I stepped into the convertible in the back seat. And I felt these two hands push me on the shoulder. And they pushed me out of the vehicle. And I wasn't drunk or anything crazy like that. It just pushed me literally out of the vehicle. And I could hear these voices in my head go, do not get in that vehicle. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'll stay here. I'll go home with another friend. And that car got in a car accident. And one of my good friends from high school died that night. Oh, wow. Right. Do you think it was anyone that you knew as far as the ghost goes? I've never figured out who that actually was. You know, I've always kind of felt that we had guardian angels around us, Mm -hmm. call them ghosts or people that have passed over, you know, and who knows what happens in the afterlife. We could turn into angels or maybe if you're not a good person, you could turn into a bad person in the afterlife. But um, I don't really know who that was. Okay. Now, have you actually communicated, though, with people in your family that have passed over? In my family, I did have a, um, my ex-mother-in-law passed away. And her and I were very close. And the, probably the day or two after her funeral, she appeared to me on the upper balcony in my living room. We're sitting there watching TV, and we saw this little sparkly light on the top of the staircase. And I look up there, and there she was, just standing there kind of looking over us. But we'd already told her she had cancer, and she had passed away. And she told us, you know, if I'm going to the other side, I'm going to keep going. I'm mm-hmm. not going to stick around here. So yeah. I didn't expect her to stick around long, but then uh, a couple years later, I was going through some really difficult times personally in my life, and I used to smell lavender. Her favorite scent was lavender, and I could smell lavender at at certain times, and she would just kind of make herself known. Mm -hmm. Um, My favorite story is that she loved Native American music, like the flute music. Uh So I used to go to bed at night, put in a CD. This is back when we played CDs. put in a CD at night, let it tape player play, and it would click off, you know, when it was done. Right. So we had done that. I'd gone to sleep. A couple hours later, it clicked back on. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay, you can't play the music in the middle of the night whenever you want. I'm trying to sleep here. (laughs) So, but I think that was her way of making it known that she was there looking out for me and knowing that I was going through a difficult time and that she was kind of looking out for me because there were some crazy circumstances that I'm like, I don't know how that happened. I don't know how that good thing could have happened out of this bad thing, and it just did. So Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like there was some intervention from the other side. Okay. And so is it just you and your sister, or do you have other siblings? Um, I have two older sisters. Okay. And so out of all your siblings, you're the only one that was ever able to see ghosts? So my middle sister, her and I were the pretty much ghost hunters when we were little. We would Uh seek out all the ghost things, and we'd go to the library and research houses and things. Um, My oldest sister, no. I don't think she has that. But... Uh, I did sit with my other grandmother on hospice. She had um, throat cancer. Mm. And I went, and when we knew that she was going to pass over soon and she was on hospice, I went and spent the weekend with her. And she pretty much told me her entire life story. Yeah. So from beginning to end, and she disclosed to me, one of her husbands had passed away, and he had come back and visited her. So uh, she was clairvoyant as well. But never told anybody until her deathbed, which was interesting. People don't talk about it. Right, right. So how did that make you feel to know that? Pretty good. I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. Grandma has this too. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't mean to interrupt, but we're going to have to take a quick break. And remember, if you think there may be a ghost or some other energy in your home and want to see if Beth can assist you, then feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527 after this quick break. Experience, one word that can mean so much, especially when it comes to working with a realtor to buy or sell a home. The only thing better would be to have an experienced team guiding you through the process. Hi, I'm Beth Phillips-York. And I'm Ray York. Together, we own the York team, part of Keller Williams Real Estate. We are here to help you with your next property transaction. I have over 14 years of experience selling local residential real estate, investment properties, and homes just like yours. I'm also known as the ghost broker. Over the years, I've managed several residual energies at the properties we've represented or sold to clients. So if you need that service, I can help you as well. For my part, I have worked many years in new construction, land development, and with builders. Combined, Beth and I make for a powerful team on your side. So put our wealth of experience to work for you. 
Selling a home? Get a free property evaluation and market analysis with the York Team Real Estate. Buying a home? Let the York Team Real Estate exclusively represent you and your interests. Log on to yorkteamrealestate.com. That's yorkteamrealestate.com. Taking care of your skin's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin & Mind. Learn more at asteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. If you're planning on building a home or a major landscaping project, you'll want the team of Stone Resources on your side. Safely, effectively, and correctly working with our unique terrain requires local knowledge and environmental care. For 21 years, Stone Resources has been making sure their customers' biggest investment is on solid ground. Trust your next earth-moving project to Stone Resources. Call 425 754 6792. That's 425 754 6792. Stone Resources. We make the earth move. And remember, if you need dirt or have dirt to get rid of, you can call on us. 425 754 6792. Self help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Don't forget this show airs right here on KKNW every Wednesday at 2 to 3 p.m. Today I have the pleasure of having real estate agent and the ghost broker, Beth Phillips-York, on my show. And remember, if you think there may be a ghost or some other energy in your home and you want to see if Beth can help you, then feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So, Beth, before the break, you were talking about how you've seen ghosts since you were about four, correct? Okay. So tell me, in, the, in Washington State, does one have to disclose if someone died in their home that they're selling? They don't, actually. Not in Washington. Um, there, I know in New York you do. Every state has their own seller disclosure statement. You have to disclose anything about the home that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know recently in New York, they actually sued uh, a seller because they didn't disclose that their home was haunted and they had advertised that it was a haunted house. And the new buyer moved in and got a surprise. Oh, wow. Okay. Is there a situation, though, in Washington State where they would have to disclose it? Only time you have to disclose is if there is a material defect in the house. Um, I actually did sell a house where an elderly lady... Um, passed away and fell on the floor. And so she created a body spot on the hardwood floor. Uh, so people walking into the house are like, what's that? I'm like, well, that's a body stain. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's so, creepy. Has to be material, <laughs> material defect. Material defect. Okay. So what are some other situations where a buyer or a seller would want to check if there was anything paranormal happening in their home? Well, I guess that's up to the individual. I mean, if you are concerned about your house being haunted or potentially haunted, then I would always recommend that you do some research. Mm-hmm. Your real estate agent has um, has a title report they can give you. Title reports can give you some indication of what's happened in the home. Um, estate sales are big flags that possibly someone's died there. Mm. Um, also, if it's been quick claimed over to a spouse, that could indicate a divorce. Mm-hmm. So even though people may have not passed away in the home, I think that negative energy in a lot of different ways, fighting, um, spousal abuse, something like that, anything negative that's happened in the home can still remain there mm-hmm. and cause strange things to happen. Or just maybe you walk in and you feel a negative feeling there. Okay. And so what would you recommend doing if you suspect something like that has happened? Uh, well, 
do your research. Okay. It's always good to know who you're dealing with or what you're dealing with. Yeah. So do your research as much as you can. Your local library is your best resource because you can search by address as opposed to just what the title report has. You mm-hmm. can search for news articles or something that maybe has happened and talk to your neighbors. Your neighbors are a great resource for information. Okay. Um, I had a client that bought a home and didn't know that the house had burned down five years earlier, but the neighbor knew. Oh, wow. So ask your neighbors. I mean, do some research and figure that out. And then if you do find that something crazy has happened there or negative has happened there, um, you know, there's you can sage your house. You can mm-hmm. have a blessing. You can have your lo- local uh, religious person. doesn't have to be a Catholic priest. can be whoever you feel is your spiritual leader. Mm-hmm. Go and bless the home. Um, holy water is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So things like that bringing out all the tools oh we'll bring them all out (laughs) just we'll call on every religion out there whatever you got well that was my next question about so then you'd want to clear the energy do you always need to clear the energy do you find I don't know if you necessarily need to but I like to I mean if I move into a new home um I don't know just the energy of the people who live there I want all that energy cleared out so Mm -hmm. salt candles are a great way to clear energy saying blessings prayers uh However you do it. Okay. So that actually would seem more important than feng shui as far as your your mirrors and your furniture go. I would almost think that that would be the most important step is to sage your home. I think so. I mean, now yeah. I do know a little bit about feng shui, but I would ask a feng shui expert, um, yeah. definitely. But I think once you're already in the home, you're kind of directing that energy. So mm-hmm. it's not when it's a vacant home. Okay. Now, have you met other realtors that have experienced what you have? I have. It's interesting. Um, Nobody ever really brings this up, but if I bring it up with other real estate agents and say, hey, have you ever had something strange happen? Almost all of them say that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, I know in particular there was a a home that I was previewing for a buyer down in Beacon Hill, and I walked into the house, and it was kind of a cold, vacant house. I walk in, and I just got the shivers from head to toe and going, okay, shake it off, shake it off. And it kept going and through the house, and I heard my name being called from the back bedroom. Oh, gosh. And the <laughs> hair stood up on my on the back of my neck, and I'm like, nope, I don't need to find out who this is. I'm out of here. So, <laughs> Yeah, so it actually deters you from selling or selling some properties as well? Um, it. I mean, in that particular instance, I, I was so freaked out about that. I told my buyer, I said, if you want to buy that house, great, but you're going to have to find another realtor to do it because there's something really bad in there, and I don't want to deal with it. Okay. Um, I've had buyers walk out of houses. They yeah. just walk in for no reason and say, I don't like the energy here and just turn right around and walk out. Okay. So you're not the only person picking up on it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. You're just more vocal about it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Okay. So do you ever use devices when you're going into these properties? I have never used any of the, the ghost hunting uh, devices that you see on the TV shows right. uh, when I'm selling real estate, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, I guess did. that would seem a little weird to It'd come be in and weird. have you I walking think, you know, around. <laughs> I already have my key to get in and all right. this stuff. You know, I don't need another device. But um, I have used those. We went on a paranormal ghost investigation in Port Gamble. They have a haunted house there called the Walker Ames House. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we spent a couple hours in that house with a bunch of other people, and they gave us devices to use. So that was the first time we actually use the electrical, what's it called, EMF machines, uh-huh. where they can sense energy and they actually do respond. They're not always going off. They respond to questions. Um, they showed us that you can get close to an outlet and those kind of elect- electromagnetic fields, and they do go off. But if you're away from those and you've tested your field, mm-hmm. I think they do work. Yeah. Well, and you're already hearing it anyway, so it's not like you need something to help you do that. Sometimes. It just, it. you never know how it's going to come across. Right. Like, I've seen things. I've felt things. I've heard things. So it just just depends on how they want to communicate. Okay. I mean, I don't know what's going on on the other side, but I think it'd be pretty hard to like cross over worlds and get your point across over here. So they have to use whatever, whatever means, means they, they have. Can. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a particular story to share where you cleared energy for your client in order to help them sell? Oh, um, well, there's two similar stories that I have, and it's interesting that they were kind of back to back and both of them were widows. Mm-hmm. So their husbands had, recently passed away. I think my favorite um, widow client, she was up in uh, Granite Falls, and her husband had passed away after a very long illness. Um, He'd been on hospice for years, and he was not a very nice man. 
he probably had some mental disorders and things like that. He would shoot guns into the ceiling. So I'm like, we got to patch those. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I went there and we're preparing the house for sale, talking about staging and cleaning things up. And um, I go into the bathroom and I go to open the door. There's two doors to the bathroom. I went to open one of the doors and it pushed back on me. And there was nobody in there. And so I kind of looked at her and I said, does this door stick? Or she's like, oh, no, that's my husband. He's still here. Oh, she knew. Just just very matter-of-factly. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, since you're bringing it up, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about this. <laughs> um, so I guess he was not ready to leave, and he kept making the garage door go up and down in the middle of the night. Um, he would make lights flash on and off. He didn't want to leave. Huh. But I think after doing some research and things, it, I think when you die, you don't necessarily, either you're scared to move on, maybe you don't think you're good enough to move on to the light or the next world. Um, so you might stick around. So we had her actually tell him it was okay to move on and do a blessing of the home and actually try to point him towards the light and get him to a better spot. And he did move on. He did move on. Okay. Well, I want to come back to that story after the break, but we're going to have to take a quick break. But remember, if you feel like you have a ghost or some other energy in your home and want to see if Beth can assist you, feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. In this weekly skinny, I would like to discuss broken capillaries, or cuparose. Cuparose is a chronic skin condition caused by the weakening of the blood vessels, located mainly on the cheeks, nose, and chin. How exactly do we get these tiny broken vessels on our face? While it's completely normal for your skin to redden under the influence of heat, cold, emotion, stimulants like alcohol, aspirin, spices, coffee, or during physical activity, the blood vessels dilate to let blood flow through them, then spontaneously close after a certain amount of time has passed, thus allowing the skin to regain its normal appearance. However, sometimes certain blood vessels may have trouble reclosing. Redness then appears and the cuparose settles in. In most cases, cuparose or broken capillaries is hereditary. However, extremities and weather like a sunburn, windburn, frostbite, as well as trauma like surgery and any stress on the skin can also cause them. Cuparose is different from rosacea. Cuparose is a vascular condition that affects both large and small blood vessels and appears as a localized redness. Rosacea, on the other hand, is associated with permanent redness only involving the small capillaries and can also include a small rash or flare. How can you treat cuparose? One simple way is to add a vitamin A product to your at-home regimen. Vitamin A will stimulate collagen and elastin and subsequently will thicken the skin, making broken capillaries less noticeable but make sure to choose a bio-effective brand like Environ. As far as treatments go, you can always get laser treatments, but these are not permanent because the capillaries can regenerate, and you will require a series of treatments which can be quite expensive. Another less expensive alternative and also beneficial for all of your face would be to do microneedling treatments. Microneedling not only thickens the collagen and strengthens connective tissue, but it also causes reabsorption of the damaged capillaries. The best treatment would be to combine a topical bioeffective vitamin A and getting a series of microneedling treatments. If you are struggling with broken capillaries or rosacea and are interested in learning more or booking a microneedling treatment, feel free to email me at sakura at sakuraskinandmind.com. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Just $100 for the first session. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A Skin and Mind. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Next week on Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair, Zen teacher Mark Lesser shares lessons from Google and a Zen monastery kitchen in seven practices of a mindful leader. And Yogachara Ellen Grace O'Brien shows how ancient Vedic texts provide guidance to help you find prosperity and abundance without losing your soul. She shares how in her new book, The Jewel of Abundance. Tune in Monday at noon Pacific time and Fridays at 6 a.m. Catch up on more than six. 600 podcasts at conversationslive.net. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. 
Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And feel free to email me at sakura at lovefromthehip.com with your comments, your criticisms, your questions, and well wishes. I would love to know how I'm doing. Today, I have the pleasure of having real estate agent and the ghost broker, Beth Phillips-York, on my show. And remember, if you think there may be a ghost or some other energy in your home and want to see if Beth can help you, then feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So before the break, you were telling us a widow story. Yes. But earlier, you had mentioned something comical that you, <laughs> yeah, if you could share that with my listeners. Um. Well, this particular widow, as I said, her husband had a long illness and he'd been um, he'd been sick for a long time and wasn't necessarily the nicest person on the planet. Um, so when he passed away and we actually thought his spirit had crossed over, um, by the way, on my website, um, my blog, theghostbroker.net, I do have a story called The Man in the Fridge. I did capture his image in the fridge. Wow. Um, he was there and nobody else was in the house. So we knew that he was actually there. Yeah. But so we sold the house. The widow, she hightailed it to Arizona and said, I'm out of here. And we went back to uh, pick up our staging items and our key box and things like that. And noticed that she had left a um, particular container in the garage. Mm-hmm. It was actually his ashes. Oh, wow. So <laughs> I guess she was really happy to be rid of this house and be rid of that negative situation. And uh, so we had to ship her ashes. Ship her her husband. Wow. Right. She was very much done with him. Yes. But I do not dispose of ashes. So, yeah, that's someone else's job. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a caller. So let's go ahead and take Christina from Auburn. Are you there? Yes, ma'am. Thanks for calling in. Hi, Christina. Hello. Hi, Beth. So what's your question for Beth? I've had somebody come into my house and cleanse it. I have a few people um, in here, and they are, uh, they're not, they're draining. And I mean, um, after the cleansing has happened, they're still here. What are they doing? What's happening? Um, for me, it's an energy draining. Mm-hmm. Um, they like to... My motivation is lightened. Um, it is very, I don't feel like doing anything. I don't, I, like, I don't feel like being a mom. I don't feel like being a wife. I don't feel like going to work. I don't feel like doing anything. I and, just like to sit in the corner. And so these feelings were there after you moved into this house? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Because, you know, um, energies feed off of our energy. So in the way to counteract negativity is with love, light, happiness, and peace, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to almost um, force ourselves to find some, something that makes you happy. Um, Light a salt candle, um, you know, just overpower it with love and good energies and those kind of things. Um, If you feel that it's, it's still there and what kind of cleansing did they do? Did they do sage, blessed water? Uh, actually we've done sage, we did the water and we even did tobacco because mm-hmm. where my house is, I researched it and we are on tribal land. Oh, and when the woman yeah. came in, the chief was here. Right. Tribal land is definitely, um, very big in Washington state. I actually had that happen to me as well. Um, an Indian showed up in my bedroom one day. Um, and my husband, um, knows and they're really in they're prominent in our master bedroom um he felt the bigger lady get into our bed and get out of our bed oh so she feels like you're in her space um one of them yeah (laughs) you know what i would do is i would um since it's tribal land it's not necessarily in the house i would do another cleansing of the house and maybe make a little um a little um offering to her outside put some flowers some plants some beautiful rocks say a prayer around it and say, this is in honor of those that have been here before me and this spot is for you. So maybe they will feel like they're being acknowledged and that you do honor their presence. And it's not all negative. It's, they just want to be recognized. They want to know that they were there and that they had a meaning. So okay. Pos- I noticed. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So positivity. Bring that much as you, I mean, buy yourself flowers every day or bring in chocolate or just do anything that makes a positive difference in your house and then make that little um, altar to to them in honor of this was their land originally. 
Now, if I have roommates that are that live here, mm-hmm. and one of them is, um, they moved in, one of them is extremely negative, mm-hmm. how, um, help me help them, help me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's Craigslist, you can get them a new room. Um. <laughs> like, ah. Uh... I know a real estate agent. Yeah. Christina. We don't do a lot of <laughs> rentals, but hey. Um. <laughs> No, that's hard. It's hard to change other people's energy. Um, I try to steer clear of people that are negative because it does draw that negativity towards you. And you want to fill your life with people that encourage you and and bring you joy. You know, if they're bringing you down, they either have to change or get out. I wish it was that simple. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are the master of your universe. Yes, I am. Yes. I just can't kick. uh, I I, do. I can't kick people out because it's a family. Right. You know, we'll so, have a talk I, with them. Have a talk with them saying your energy is bringing me down and this isn't good for me or my children or my family and, you know, something's got to change. Absolutely. All so, right. Good well, luck I with that. It. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. Thanks for calling, Christina. Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye. Bye. So Christina brought up a good point. So what if you do all of those things that you recommend and you're still having issues clearing that energy out? Well, then I would say the problem is with you, not them. Mm. It's, it's feeding off of that negative energy that's in the house and it's it's there because it needs to feed on something mm-hmm. and the other thing is turning that negative energy around to a positive thing like doing the little altar for if it's an Indian or Indian land yeah um, do something positive mm-hmm. okay mostly ghosts just want to know that they're important and that they're there um, I wish that they would go to the light and cross over but maybe mm-hmm. in tribal um ideology they don't believe in the light you know i'm not right. I, I don't know a lot about that so and the other good point that you brought up is a lot of our property here is is on burial ground exactly right? so is it also something where they it's, it's sacred ground sure and they're kind of like why are you living on my sacred ground well and so very, acknowledging that as well exactly i know that my particular house in issaquah um used to be a grave site for um indian burials and they moved them. Now, whether they moved them thoroughly or not, we don't know. Right. But I did have an Indian boy that would show up at the bottom of my bed every once in a while, and his skin was all charred, and he didn't have a head. Um, but he 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 was a little tough to get out. Hmm. So. Okay. I'm sure he just didn't know where to go. Right. Right. Okay. So those are good things to remember. Yeah. So how how do you find most ghosts tend to communicate? Hmm. Well, they communicate in the a lot of different ways. I guess one thing, I think that we all have some level of sensitivity. Mm -hmm. So I call myself a sensitive, not necessarily a medium. I know some other great mediums that can actually communicate like you're having a regular conversation. I can't. I, unless it's a very special situation, Mm -hmm. I just have a lot of feelings. Um, But we need to tune into that. And we need, and I'm sorry, what was the question? (laughs) (laughs) How do you find as the ghost broker that most of these ghosts tend to communicate? Uh, um, Well, they're trying to do anything they can. And depending on how much energy they have, um, little things like sparks of light or noises, knocking on doors or floors, walking and going through the same footsteps that they used to walk through in that house back in the 1920s or something. Um, but mostly just noises and opening doors. They love opening doors. Mirrors mm-hmm. can be a portal, that okay. sort of thing. Okay. Now, earlier you had mentioned about the home in Beacon Hill, and there was a presence there that you were like, nope. <laughs> Has there actually been, though, an evil presence that you actually had to work with? I don't, uh, I don't think so. Okay. I think that I would call in a priest or somebody um, higher up. Yeah. <laughs> Who has a better connection to the other world than More I credentials. Do. Yeah. More credentials. <laughs> okay. So are there a lot of properties that are just sitting because they are said to be haunted? Ah. Um, I don't know if haunting's kind of a hard word. It mm. could be that that negative energy, like my client who walked into the home and just turned around and walked out, mm-hmm. felt that energy. So whether you want to call that haunting or not, um, do we know if that particular spirit is stuck to that property or are they passing through or are they just kind of camping out there? Um, but I do feel that there's a lot of negative energy that needs to be cleared. I did have a situation where people were getting divorced and I knew that they had had a lot of fights in that house. Mm-hmm. And people could feel that mm-hmm. um, without saying a word. They could walk in and just feel this heaviness. And so 
unbeknownst to them, I did kind of clear it out a little bit with some sage and salt candles and it sold. So that's a good point, too, is Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be ghosts. It actually can be living energy, too, that's left over. Right. So for people that are selling who have gone through a bad divorce Mm -hmm. or unsettling trauma, yeah, what do you recommend then for them in order to help the property sell better and faster? You know, we prepare houses for sale. We get them clean. We clean out the garage. We stage them. We make them pretty. But I think we also need to tend to the energy, too. So having that cleaning and clearing out with some sage and some blessing before you sell your house wouldn't be a bad idea. All right. Well, that's awesome. Well, we're going to have to take a quick break, but everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. Experience. One word that can mean so much, especially when it comes to working with a realtor to buy or sell a home. The only thing better would be to have an experienced team guiding you through the process. Hi, I'm Beth Phillips-York. And I'm Ray York. Together, we own the York Team, part of Keller Williams Real Estate. We are here to help you with your next property transaction. I have over 14 years of experience selling local residential real estate, investment properties, and homes just like yours. I'm also known as the Ghost Broker. Over the years, I've managed several residual energies at the properties we've represented or sold to clients. So if you need that service, I can help you as well. For my part, I have worked many years in new construction, land development, and with builders. Combined, Beth and I make for a powerful team on your side. So put our wealth of experience to work for you. Selling a home? Get a free property evaluation and market analysis with the York Team Real Estate. Buying a home? Let the York Team Real Estate exclusively represent you and your interests. Log on to yorkteamrealestate.com. That's yorkteamrealestate.com. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial for just $120. Designed for your rugged skin, a deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one, two, three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A SkinAndMind.com If you're planning on building a home or a major landscaping project, you'll want the team of Stone Resources on your side. Safely, effectively, and correctly working with our unique terrain requires local knowledge and environmental care. For 21 years, Stone Resources has been making sure their customers' biggest investment is on solid ground. Trust your next earth-moving project to Stone Resources. Call 425-754-6792. That's 425-754-6792. Stone Resources. We make the earth move. And remember, if you need dirt or have dirt to get rid of, you can call on us. 425-754-6792. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way for just $65. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Love from the Hip, and that's HYP. Today, I have the pleasure of having real estate agent and the ghost broker, Beth Phillips-York, on my show. So, Beth, I want to ask you, can you tell us about a property in Seattle that is said to be haunted? Oh, there's quite a few of them, actually. If, if they're there, I found them. <laughs> um, What's one that sticks out for you? Uh, well, probably my favorite one is the Butterworth Building on First Avenue, downtown Seattle. Okay. Uh, it used to be the old mortuary um, morgue down below is Kel's Restaurant. Oh, yeah, Kel's. So that one's been investigated by all kinds of TV shows, and they have a lot of evidence there. Um, but coincidentally, in college, when I was a hostess, I was 
the hostess at the restaurant that was in what used to be the uh, funeral home mm-hmm. on First Avenue. And crazy things would happen there all the time. The glasses would fly off the bar. Water would turn on in the bathroom when you were in the stall. Oh, boy. Cooks would go in there and flames would shoot out of the, the stove after they had already turned the gas off for the night. Um, so we definitely know that that's haunted. And it's it's for lease right now if somebody wants to actually get a new <laughs> restaurant in there. <laughs> Sounds enticing. Yeah. We have to be brave. But. Yeah. And then tell me about Kells then. I heard some rumor about children being sick. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the it's right by the market. So downtown Pike Place Market, they had a plague I can't remember the year. It was probably late 1800s, but there was a Seattle plague and there was no cure. So the children would get sick and they would bring them to the Pike Place Market, which served as an infirmary and basically left their children there to die. Oh, boy. So a lot of those children passed away. They didn't want the children's back in the home because they would contaminate the rest of the family. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really survival of the fittest at that time. So children passed away, they were sent to the morgue, they were um, cremated, and then they were put in little jars of unmarked graves. Mm. And so told directly from the owner of Kells, we sat and talked to her one day, um, she said when they were remodeling, they did find little urns of children age five, girl age six. Oh, no Just way. labeled that with no name. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. And can she actually hear the sounds of children? She says there's a little girl that... Um, Lives in the back staircase that goes up and down the stairs quite a bit. Runs into the delivery men, and a mm. lot of her employees have seen it. There's a Guinness mirror that seems to um, have a guy, Charlie. I guess they call him Charlie, who comes in the mirror all the time. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ever scared? Um, I'm intrigued mostly, and then I'm scared sometimes. Because you never know what you're going to get, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're people. And, you know, there's good people and bad people who have crossed over. But then there's always that slight little chance that maybe they're not human. Mm -hmm. Those are the scary ones. Okay. All right. So now I know you work with your husband a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Can he also see what you see? You know, he has experienced some things, um, but he definitely doesn't pursue it like I do. He, He comes along for the ride and... Holds my purse, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or your sage, right? Yeah, or my sage. <laughs> so have you always sought out the paranormal? I have. I have always been intrigued. There was this ridiculous show in the 70s called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, and it was these crazy little demon people that lived in the walls, and we watched it every year, scared ourselves silly, and then couldn't sleep for three nights. So, Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Why do you think you're so fascinated? Um, You know, I, I think... When I was little, I've always been trying to prove what you can't see. You know, Mm -hmm. going to church, you say, well, blindly believe something you can't see. Have Mm -hmm. faith. Okay, well, if I believe there's a heaven, there's an earth, there's a devil and God and all that, there has to be another world and things. So I've always been looking for that concrete proof. Okay. Now, do you travel to see haunted properties in other states? I do. Um, My favorite place has been New Orleans. We went there in October and... That place, you just walk around and it's haunted. It's everywhere is haunted. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you have to think about all the wars that have gone on there, the flooding, the graves that have been lifted and moved. I mean, it's just a, a huge pocket of paranormal activity. Okay. And is there a place on your list that you're dying, for lack of a better term, to see? <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's a couple. Um, definitely the Winchester Mansion in San Jose, California. Mm-hmm. It's where the um, the widow was there. The Winchester gun guy built that, and she kept building weird rooms and doors to nowhere just to appease the spirits. And they all thought she was crazy, but she definitely wanted to make them happy. And so we have to see that. Um, the Northwest Abandoned Hospital in Sedra Woolley. Hmm. That one's, I'm a little scared there, but we'll see. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, well, it used to be a mental hospital, uh-huh. and I'm sure way back when, when medicine was not um, as advanced as it was today, they had electroshock therapy and some crazy cruel things that they did to people with mental illness. So there were probably some patients that passed away who shouldn't have, mm-hmm. um, and they're still there. Okay. So I've heard some stories about people walking the grounds, a lady pushing a wheelchair outside. Mm-hmm. So it is closed down. You can't really get into it, but you can walk around the property, I think. Okay. And then the other one is the Davenport Hotel in Spokane. And so, what, why is that one haunted? Well, the story I've heard is that a 
bride on her wedding day fell down the stairs and she just remained there. Oh, no. So, of course, I have to stay in the haunted bridal suite to see if she shows up. So, and it will <laughs> of be, course. It will be scary, but I want to see her. So, yeah. Now, is your husband ever scared? Uh, I don't think so. He yeah. doesn't get scared very easy. No. Okay. So, tell, tell me how my listeners can contact you. Um, well, probably the easiest way is just to send me an email at beth at yorkteamrealestate.com. You can go on my blog, my ghostbroker mm-hmm. blog, theghostbroker.net, um, and you can contact me there. But that's probably the easiest email. Okay. And where do you hope to go from here? Well, you know, one thing I want people to understand is that, you know, ghosts were living beings at some point, and they are energy, and that they're not necessarily scary. People mm-hmm. are very afraid of the paranormal, but um, I think that if we kind of try to understand why they're here, what happened to them, and just remember in the end that all negativity can be counteracted with love and light. Love always wins. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being here today. Yeah, thanks really for having me. really appreciate it. It was fun. <laughs> And, well, that's all the time we have for today, but I want to thank Beth again, and I also want to thank my producer, Eric. And remember, you can stick around for a a Get get Hip segment. (laughs) And remember, you can find me at lovefromthehip.com or sakuraskinandmind.com. You can also follow me on Instagram or on Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Love From The Hip, and that's H-Y-P. And remember, if you are interested in being hypnotized in an online edition of Love From The Hip and sharing your experience with later listeners later on the air, or have any questions or comments, then feel free to email me at sakura at lovefromthehip.com. And tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. for another Love from the Hip and make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare ya. In this Get Hip segment, I would like to discuss a recent hypnotherapy session with a client. This client came in to see me because she was feeling stuck in her life. She was unable to write, read, and paint all the things she had enjoyed doing. It was as if she hit a roadblock. In the session, it was revealed to the client that she had not quite gotten over her childhood trauma of being sexually harassed. In order to manage that situation as a child, she became very mature, very fast, and lost all desire to be a kid, to be free, and to be creative. This trauma had been re-triggered and the emotions or mannerisms around it had resurfaced. Her need to be an adult, and only in an adult, had removed that creative inner child making her lose her desire to write, read, and paint. She thought talk therapy had resolved the issue for her, but she needed to see herself on the other side of the trauma in order to fully heal from it. And so, in the session, she did just that, and her creative juices started to flow once more. If you are feeling stuck and want to find out why and are interested in trying hypnotherapy, then email me at sakura at sakuraskinandmind.com. Peach fuzz is great. If it's on a peach, let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had.